The Green Bay Packers get their man. Rich Bisaccia is headed to Green Bay. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, uh, at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and enter the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. The Las Vegas Raiders special teams coach and interim head coach Rich Bisaccia will now be the Green Bay Packers special teams coach. Your boy Q from Locked On Raiders is going to be here in just a little bit to talk more about that. And Jake Lisko from Locked On Bengals is going to help us set up the stakes for the Super Bowl. How did Cincinnati get here? That's going to be at the end of the show. Let's start with this part of it, though, the special teams part of it. When you go into an offseason, the idea is identify the places where you are weakest and you are best, amplify the strengths if you can, and mitigate the weaknesses if you can. No place on this roster had a weakness like special teams. Now, is this a panacea? Is this going to fix everything with the special teams? No, because this has been a problem for a decade plus. It has been coach after coach after coach after coach. This team has to look beyond just the coaching. They can't think that this is now fixed. Maybe they go out and they sign a Jakeem Grant, the guy who returned a punt 97 yards in their face on a punt return, the first punt return touchdown of the season. Maybe it means identifying guys in the draft who you think can immediately help you on special teams in a way that Amari Rodgers, by the way, did not. Now, they drafted Amari Rodgers to be an impact special teamer, to be their punt returner day one. And he was not able to do it. So it's not just that they haven't tried, it's that they have not succeeded. They need to identify why that is. They need to figure out why institutionally they have not been able to fix this problem over and over and over again. So it's going to be more than just the coaching staff. It has to be. And there's been too many postseason failures, too many regular season failures, too many coaches involved to just hang this on the coaches. There has to be a front office responsibility in all of this. There has to be a Matt LaFleur responsibility in all this. Of course, we cannot blame anything that happened in, let's say, the the 2014 NFC Championship game when the special teams also peed down their leg. That's not on Matt LaFleur. But he said, I need to take a bigger role. Maybe maybe he hired Rich Bisaccia precisely because he thinks that's enough, but it can't be enough. You look at Mike Tomlin. Now, Mike Tomlin doesn't call plays. He's not putting together offensive game plans. But when they need something fixed in Pittsburgh, he spends more time in that meeting room. Matt LaFleur has to be able and willing to do that. He can't be so laser focused on the game plan offensively that he can't help the defense or the special teams. 
And I do think you have to look at what they can get outside of the coaching from the players, free agency. Do you pay for a dedicated return person? Corey Bohorquez is a free agent. Do you need a new punter? What's the situation at kicker? Is Mason Crosby going to retire? Are they going to cut him? You hope, you kind of hope he retires because you don't want to see someone like that who's made so many clutch kicks in his career, who made 250 plus yarders to rip the hearts of the Cowboys art out in Jerry World. Someone like that who's made big kicks in his career. You don't want to have to essentially fire that guy. You want him to say, it's been a good run. I'm good. Or maybe some sort of restructure. He wants a last ride with Aaron Rodgers. I think more likely he retires. But so then you have to fill that position. And guess what? Guess how many franchises have issues at kicker? Like more than half of them. So, I mean, the the Vikings drafted a kicker and then cut him after a disastrous performance against Green Bay. And he went to Las Vegas and became one of the most reliable kickers in the league. This is really hard to get right. And I'm not just saying that because Luke Braun is six feet from me right now. Maybe a little. It is really hard to get this stuff right. And, and they have consistently gotten it wrong. And they need to figure out why that is. It, it, it is more than just the coaching because they've changed the coaching over and over. So they have taken this first step. Now, as the offseason progresses, we know that they have a plan. We don't know if that plan is a good one when it comes to the future of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and the salary cap and all that stuff. Now they have to execute that part of it. Convince Aaron Rodgers to stay. That seems to be their goal. Can they accomplish it? Figure out the salary cap stuff that they're going to have to figure out to get there. Pretty big question mark. Can they get all the players that they need to take under market deals or to take void years on their deals, restructure their contracts and add? Because remember, you don't need player sign off to restructure deals in in classical restructure kind of ways. But if you want to add void years and stuff like that, now you start needing player sign off to do stuff like that. And so you need everybody to play ball here. And some of the players, they might be just as ready as the fans to say, let's try something new. So first big domino to fall of the offseason for the Green Bay Packers. And I would say the first big domino to fall from the non-Super Bowl contenders that we expect to see in 2022. The teams that we expect to be there, assuming no major changes, assuming, assuming Aaron Rodgers is back, assuming Devontae Adams is back. This Packers team is going to be a contender yet, yet again. Who else has made a move bigger than this one, solidifying the worst special teams in football? The worst. The worst with a bullet. The Packers have at least taken the first step toward fixing that problem. All right, we're going to get to your boy Q to hear more about our man, Rich Bisaccia. But before we do that, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and, and lines than ever before football. Super Bowl time. This is the best time to be gambling. There are a million props, a million and one props that you can be betting on. The Super Bowl is the most fun thing to bet on. The NFL playoffs, in addition to the Super Bowl, of course, everything there. They have so many great things to go gamble on. We had someone from Bet Online on Locked On today go through a slew of props. He was on the Locked On NFL show. Go check that stuff out if you need any ideas for more on what to do with Bet Online. And right now uh, is a great time to get in. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. This episode is also brought to you by Get Upside. You already buy 
gas if you drive. And right now it is really, really expensive to buy gas. So why not get paid, get money back to do something you were already going to do? Do it with GetUpside. Download the GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on that first fill up. Cash back, cash back. Who doesn't like free money? You're gonna do it anyway. Just get some money back for doing that thing. Download the free GetUpside app in the App Store and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. Joining me now, the host of Locked On Raiders, the host of Locked On Bets, a man of many talents, your boy Q. What's going on, Q? Hey, man, chilling. I'm out here on Radio Row with you. This is fun. This is the first time. In person? In person. The first time? Yeah. But one of many conversations man. that we have had. <laughs> yeah, we've had a And time. I'm really excited to talk to you. I'm really excited that you're here because the Packers special teams was a train wreck. I was about to say, it was atrocious. <laughs> it was atrocious. And now, your boy, Rich Bisaccia, <laughs> is now going to be my boy, in Green Bay. So let's go back before he was named interim head coach. Right. Just what was the impression of what he was as a coach for that team? Well, he was always a, a guy. You know, he was always, even when I covered him when he was uh, with the Cowboys, he was always a guy that all the players really respected and really liked and wanted to run through a wall for. And so when he did make the move to Vegas and go and, and was on Gruden's staff, I knew what kind of player or coach he was getting. He was a player's coach. You know, he's one of those guys. And they always say the special teams coach is friends with everybody. Yeah. You know, and, and I never knew that until they started talking about him. But he's friends with everybody. And so they all want to run through a wall for him. And uh, that, that's who he was. And he was good. I I won't say he was like elite at what he does. You know, I think there's probably some special teams coaches that are a little bit better, but he's good. You know, he's really good and 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 he knows what he's doing. He's been in the league for a long time. He's got a respect around the league. So uh, I thought I thought he was always a real solid guy. Well, listen, baseline competence is like a big step up for the Packers. <laughs> you ain't so, lying. so if that's what they get, they're yeah. gonna get a good coach. I think the culture part of this is really important though, because yeah. the Packers have had good culture in Green Bay since Matt LaFleur was there. So right. getting someone that the players are going to react to yeah. seems like that was uh, a big part of this hire. When when he was elevated, right. that was a shock because there were, at least to me, because there were other guys on that staff that had legit head coaching experience. Right. What was your reaction when that was the guy that they decided to elevate into the interim coach? Role? You know, it's funny because it's a shock, but it really wasn't because he was already the assistant head coach. Right. So I thought, okay, well, it's just natural progression. But because he was a special teams coach and because Gus Bradley was there and because Rob Marinelli was there right. and because Tom Cable was there, <laughs> they all had coaching experience, head coaching experience. I thought, well, maybe they'll give it to someone else. But they didn't. They went with Basaccia, and he's the guy that keeps everybody together. I mean, he really did. And he's so different than Gruden. Gruden was, you know, rah, rah, yell, angry. And, a grinder. Yeah, exactly. And Basaccia is exactly the opposite. He's real calm. He's chill. He's relaxed. Uh, I don't think he was ever a big fan of mine. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what I said that, you know, actually, I do know what I said. Uh, and it wasn't anything bad. It was just the Raiders had that terrible performance against the Chiefs where they turned the ball over five times. Oh, yeah. And so I asked them in a media session, I think it might have been the third question it was about the turnovers. So I was like, well, is that just a mental situation? He's like, look, man, you want to talk about Cleveland? We'll talk about the next game. I don't want to talk about, you know, so he was pretty angry about that. But even him angry to us wasn't really angry. You know, he just was kind of calm about it and chill about it. But that's the thing about all the players have said he coaches you hard when he has to coach you hard. 
and then he relaxes and he'll, he'll pull back and then he'll coach you hard and then he'll bring it back and then he'll cuss you and then he'll tell you how much he loves you, you know? So he's one of those guys, just a genuine dude. And so I'm very happy for him. I didn't think he was going to be the head coach of the Raiders. I just didn't, but I'm happy for him because he does deserve an opportunity to be a special teams coach again. And, and a place like Green Bay, why not? I thought he was going to go to Chicago, but now he's in, he's glad, in Green Bay. Glad he didn't. <laughs> right now he's in Green Bay. I think that's a great landing spot. I saw the uh, a quote from uh, one of the Raiders cornerbacks, Nate Hobbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about what it meant to have Rich just in like the, what, six, eight weeks that he was the coach. Right. Basically said, I, you know, I didn't have a father figure in my life and Rich was right. that guy. It seems like that speaks to the kind of person at the very least that you're getting. Right. And if you're a team like the Packers who think they're ready to compete, you bring in a really good guy yep. into that locker room. It seems like from just from a fit standpoint that that, that speaks volumes if your players are talking about you like that. Yeah, it helps keep everybody together. It really does. You know, he is that guy. And, and the, the thing that Nate Hobbs said when he said that he was a father figure and you believed in me when no one else did, to me, it, it, it kind of blew my mind a couple of times because, look, he was a rookie. Right. You know what I mean? And the Raiders got him in the fifth round and they've always been very high on him. So my mind went to, OK, well, what in the locker room did Versace say to him that made him feel like, hey, I really got your back opposed to what others were saying? So that that was something. And then, you know, we saw the handwritten letters at the end of the year that uh, he was giving out to the players. And and I found out from Max Crosby, he was giving those out all year long. It wasn't just that end of the season, but we just found out about it then. But that's just something that he does. He's been doing it for a very long time. So I think Green Bay has a really good coach. Uh, I'm excited about his opportunity. And I I mean, the Packers obviously are, are a team that's going to be a contender. You know, they're going to be there each and every year as long as they got 12. Yeah, that's another subject, but you know, but I can talk about that today. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's another day, Q. But uh, no, seriously, I, I think that Versace is going to be just fine, man. I think that Green Bay has a really good one, and I mean, the fan base doesn't really get excited about a, a special teams coach because he's a special teams coach. Oh no, this fan base does. But it, well, you, they should because it's important, you know, because you saw how they lost. Yeah. How, how Green Bay lost was because of special teams. So this is one fan base that should get excited by their special teams coach. So uh, let me let me finish this up on this. Um, the Raiders. They had to stay together at the end. Yeah. It looked like they had some long odds to make the playoffs. They end up making the playoffs. Right. And they gave themselves a chance in that Bengals game. How much of that can we attribute to Bisaccia holding this team together? I mean, you mentioned yeah. that he keeps everybody together. How much of that is him when he's not an X's and O's coach? He's not right. Matt LaFleur calling the plays. He's not Gus Bradley calling the defense. He's just the tip of the spear, so to speak. I think you have to give him a lot of credit for that. I really do. You know, and a lot of times I would say, well, it's on the players to go out there and make plays. But man, I'll tell you, when they got beat up by Kansas City and they did, I was the first one saying, all right, man, just go play the last four games, do a little player evaluation, make your trip for Cabo. And it's a wrap, you know, and <laughs> and he was, man, I don't know. We're just preparing for the next game. And we're and he just was even killed like he believed and just maybe as little as something that he actually believed in those guys in the locker room when guys like myself and others didn't. And I know the players don't care what I say, but I didn't think that. I mean, you know how it is. You just you kind of see the writing on the wall. Like, hey, this team stinks yeah. at this point. They just got beat up. They fumbled the ball and turned it over five times. Like, what are you going to do here? And so they turned around and got on a four-game win streak, got to the playoffs. And a lot of that you have to contribute to Passaccia for letting them know that, hey, guys, who cares what any of those cats out there believe? I believe in you. We believe in each other. We're going to keep this together and we're going to fight hard the next four games. And if we lose, we lose. But I believe we're going to win. And they did. I guarantee you there will be an anecdote within the first month of the season about Matt LaFleur and Rich Passaccia coming into his office and saying something. And we go, OK, that's the guy they got. Right. He seems like that kind of person. Too. Yeah, exactly. He is. He's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. I'm excited about his opportunity and I'll be paying attention from a distance. 
Check out Locked On Raiders. Check out Locked On Bets. If you're in Las Vegas, what's the, what's the station? What's the call numbers? Man, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, uh, ESPN Las Vegas, 1230 AM The Game, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You name it, I got it. Check it out. Just do it. Why not? All right, before we get to Jake Lisko and our Super Bowl preview, let's talk about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's really hard to figure out what you need for your car. If you're not an expert, I'm not an expert. I don't understand how the, the, the first thing about cars. I understand I don't want to get ripped off when I pay for car parts. The best thing to do, go to Rock Auto, a family business that's been serving auto parts customers uh, for, for years. Why spend 30, 50, even 100% for the same parts as you would at a car dealership. There's no reason to pay more when you could just go to rockauto.com. They have reliably low prices for everyone. You don't have to be an expert. They will take care of all of it. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. We are here in L.A. for the Super Bowl. It's Bengals and Rams joining me now from Locked on Bengals, Jake Lisko. And Jake, this has been an atypical in a lot of ways uh, path for the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl, upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFC Championship game. What has been the thing that has keyed this somewhat unexpected run? Well, it's been different things in different games, and that's what's so interesting about this playoff run to me. Against the Raiders in, in the first game of the playoffs, they were favored. They took care of business at home. It got a little dicey at the end, but they managed to close the game with a pick, and that is the common thread throughout their Super Bowl run is closing the game with a big interception on defense. Against the Titans, it's another defensive effort, and, and that has been present throughout the playoffs, but it's been different in each game. Against the Titans, it's loading up the box and getting creative with the defensive fronts to stop Derrick Henry against Patrick Mahomes. It's saying, we're not even going to try to pass rush. We're going to drop eight. We're going to spy Mahomes. We're going to wait for our windows to rush the passer. They still end up with four sacks, but they're almost all coverage sacks. So different ideas in each game. And I haven't even mentioned Joe Burrow. The guy's been clutch. Evan McPherson, the guy's been clutch. So they've got the clutch gene on offense and some interesting creative approaches on defense. Where would you assign the credit for this malleability that this team has? Well, on the defensive side of the ball, I give a ton of credit to Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator, who's been a chameleon in the playoffs and has come up with very unique game plans, almost like Bill Belichick would kind of do for these sorts of games where it's an entirely different schematic approach week to week. Going from five down linemen in a 6-1 front against the Titans to take away their wide zone stuff with Derrick Henry to a three-man front and dropping eight into coverage and playing single high against Patrick Mahomes and, and even abandoning the two high stuff they started the game with. So even within the game, going from two high to single high with this drop eight stuff and bracketing in different ways and picking up crossers with, with a robber or a rat safety. I mean, that's stuff that I think is really hard to do at any level. And when you're doing it week to week in the NFL, trying to get these very different ideas installed on defense, just give a ton of credit to the coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball. And we're talking a lot about the defense, but that's really been a key in the run. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. A lot more from Radio Row in Los Angeles, which you can see behind me if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, go watch on YouTube. Go subscribe to Locked on Packers on YouTube. We're going to have some great stuff coming this week. Hopefully some players will swing by, some media people. We've got some great stuff on 
deck. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.